Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Jellicoon and Zack. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bonsai Beat. This is Jellicoon along with Zack, and this week we are talking Millennium Actress, episode 230. Yeah. True. Two thirty of our episodes. Wait, <laughs> Not what? Not to be confused with Millennium Actress two thirty, right? Wait, what? I was trying to clarify because it, you said Millennium Actress episode two thirty, and then it makes it sound like there was two hundred thirty episodes of Millennium Actress. <laughs> like, I, like I never spent any time. I'm like I'm two hundred twenty nine behind. Yes, time to get started. Uh, yes, you are correct. But first. We have a new season of anime. It's like every time we record. Hey, how do you think of that new season of anime that just started? <laughs> Again, we've almost spaced them out perfectly, so we only have to talk about it once. Yes. Like, ah, oh, yeah, that's a great, great thing. Uh, welcome to the quarterly anime podcast. Exactly. That's the new name, the QAP cast. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're... At the same time, like, big financial figures are released. We do an anime podcast like, every quarter. <laughs> well, the uh, Toho stock took a nosedive. <laughs> How could that ever happen? They uh, have a game coming to America. <laughs> I have no idea. All right. New season. You showed me this show, and you hyped it <laughs> up, you motherfucker. Dude, it deserves you were like, the hype. This show is great. Oh, is. You're going to love this show. And you've never stayed sure me I wrong. I promise you'll love it, but I did say it was great. You called it the savior of anime. Yep. What was it? I forgot the name of it. Kaijo with eight exclamation points. Fuck. Awful. Um, Just awful. What? Okay, so for those who don't know, you're missing out. Kaijo is the gambling sport where teen girls stand on a small floating platform and try to knock each other out or, like, off the platform into the water using only their boobs and butt. Pretty much the best invention since sliced bread. I'm not sure why it took so long for them to animate such a good plot. Do you, <laughs> you, you hear this? Silence. Stunned silence. I am stunned. You know, just I've watched all of DXD, so I needed my fan service fix, and I guess so. I'm becoming more and more of a hypocrite as I watch more. I used to just bash John for enjoying these types of shows, and like the past four shows that I've watched with similar themes, I've enjoyed all of them. So maybe I've become what I've hated. <laughs> but um, I really liked it. The first episode was extremely entertaining. All the characters are cool. They all have weird quirks uh, when they battle each other. One's a gymnast, one's a judo person. They can't just all be kaijo players. They have to be something else. So I love yeah. the fact in the first episode, there's like sports reporters like legitimately <laughs> like, oh my god, we gotta cover this thing. It's the biggest sport in Japan. Uh, or at least that's how they set it up in the show. So. Um, and why wouldn't they? The main character quits gymnastics because their family is poor, and like Kaijo's the way to make money. Gymnasts are just poor people. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I gotta go battle people with my gymnast butt. But, but, I, and I and I said that black, why is there no black women in, the, in this? They must do it by region, so it's not unfair, you know. Yeah, Japan is a very racist country. Yeah. I'm only watching Japan's region, just like how. South Koreans win all video games. Black people and Brazilians would win this. So well, they have dude, to the Brazilians like... and like the black people would be like, man, they'd be like one and two. <laughs> That's why they have to relegate it to like just Japan. <laughs> so 
that they have an unfair advantage. Yeah, no foreigners, or else they'd lose. Um, well, yeah, so pretty great show. <laughs> Not sure what else I'm watching from this season, but I checked out the first episode of Tiger Mask W, and you know it's a show about pro wrestling. You think I'd love it? True, that is something you love. I, I don't know anymore. It's like kind of boring. You don't know if you like wrestling, or you don't know if you like. <laughs> well, I've gotten kind of sick of wrestling. Only uh, took thirty-one years. Um. Okay. I mean, the plot's just kind of black, and it's one of those shows that's like over the top crazy. Because I mean, it's from the seventies originally, mm. so I don't know. I might watch more. Maybe it'll get better. The first episode was kind of boring for me, um, but it was cool to see a pro wrestling show. Um, I mean, that's all I've watched. I haven't heard like anything. I haven't been in tune with anime happenings. Yeah, same here. I saw like Yuri on Ice was well received, but I don't like figure skating, so. Eh. Yep. <laughs> same here. I mean, I'm not gonna watch it. It might be a good show regardless, but like I'm not gonna watch it as it's airing. I'll wait until like there's a final verdict. Um. Yeah, and there's nothing really else I want to watch. I did watch a lot of anime recently, and by recently I mean over the past month since we spoke. But none of it was this season, except for Kaijo. So, uh, did the, uh, what was that show, the game? What's the one that had the two shows? Rampa. Yeah, Rampa. Yeah, that, that wrapped up. Both of them wrapped up? Yeah. Oh, man. They're going simultaneously... One had 13 episodes, I think, and one had 12. So there was like a week where one of them was the the finale for both of them. Gotcha. Yeah. Let me just bring up my history of things I've watched. Yeah, I probably should too. Since it's been so long, I watched all all of Shiki. Wow, you did finish that. I did check that out too. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't remember much of it. Ah, Oh, yes, I do. I remember it was it vampires. Oh, you probably didn't make it far enough to figure out there was vampires. People were getting sick, and it was an epidemic. That's probably yeah, that's right. (laughs) Dude, it's been such a long fucking time. Like, Jesus Christ! But the epidemic was vampires. Ah, spoiler. I mean, anyone intelligent could have figured that out from like episode four. Oh, okay, fair enough. So just say you only watched until three. That way you're not labeled as long. Yeah, I only did watch like two or three. Yeah, well, in four, like the first girl dies, and like it's very obvious she comes back to life as a vampire. <laughs> what? She comes back to life? Yeah. Wow, oh, well, cool. Hence the vampire theme. Wow, oh, well, cool. Yeah, it was, I, I enjoyed it. Um, will I review it? Perhaps. Actually, I want to say yes because I have no desire to review Dengen Ranpa. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what else I'm watching? What's that? The, the, uh, the class president is my wife. Season two. You wow. talk about fan service. can't believe they made a season two of that. Oh, they made a season two of it. <laughs> it can't be as good as Kaijo. Ah, uh, it's very much better. Because it's only like five minutes long. And there's nudity every episode. Wow. Exactly. On normal television? On normal Crunchyroll. What are they showing our children nowadays? Everything. The children are going to be so educated. That reminds me, we actually have anime news, or I do. We do? Yeah. Oh, snap. Porter Robinson, the EDM guy. All right, so that's, I just watched the first part of that. I didn't watch any of it yet, but I was excited to. Well, I thought it was an anime, and I turned it off. (laughs) And then they started singing, and I'm like, what the fuck? I turned it off. Who is Porter Robinson? He's a pretty famous EDM guy. John saw him live. Really? Grand Rapids. Well, if he's rocking Grand Rapids, he must be a somebody. (laughs) I mean, I would have liked to see him, but uh, I didn't visit when he was there. But he does a lot of more, like, chill-type music. I don't know. Chill is a genre. I don't know why, but... Um, 
it's like slower electronic dance music. And oh, I heard yeah. that song he released, Shelter, I think. Yeah, that's the name of uh, Shelter. Before he did the music video, because the song was out. And it was okay. It was kind of slow for my taste, but I was interested to see the animation for it. But I haven't watched it yet. Let me see if it's on Spotify. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, the song's definitely on Spotify. Stop that's installing was... Spotify. Just open. Jesus Christ. That's where I uh, listened to it originally. Oh, well, it came out in August. And then like a month later, we get this music video. Let's see what this is all about here. What? Let's see here. Oh, he's only a year older than me. He's born in North Carolina and started making electronic music at the age of 13. Ooh. He's from North Carolina? Yeah. From where in North Carolina? Chapel Hill. <laughs> Yuppie town. <laughs> Well, I played so three seconds of it because then you were t- talking. You were talking over it, so I was like, "Well, because <laughs> I couldn't hear it." <laughs> exactly. Go, go, walk, go listen to it on Spotify. All right, is that your anime news? Well, better yet, instead of listening to it on Spotify, watch the video on YouTube. There you go. Or do that. YouTube. That's the thing that's related to anime because you can't <laughs> you can't enjoy the anime aspect of it on Spotify. Sure, you can. You would only be able to listen to it, I think. Okay, fair enough. Stop so, poking holes, damn it. Well, I'm just trying trying to get the people what they want. They want anime. They don't want slow EDM music, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> Maybe they do, but that's not my taste. Um, though I do like his work. So I watched all of Shiki. Both seasons of Ranpa finished. Uh, I would rather review Shiki than Ranpa. Not today, but for the future, because... Um, well, you just spoiled it. There's vampires everywhere. All right, but that's not the like point of the show. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I think I could do a good review of it. The reason I don't want to review the Danganronpa is because people already know I'm a huge fan of the series. I would just tell people to go play all the games and then watch the third one. You can't enjoy a review without everything being spoiled from the third one. And you can't even watch the second season of it because it doesn't exist <laughs> so they they made it pretty closed off so there's no point in reviewing it to get anyone into the series if you believed my opinions value enough or valuable enough then you should just go play the games so that's my review of it yeah this is the man who told me to go watch that show about boobs and butts yeah, well, you, just, you have a strange set of tastes that aren't accommodated by the best things in life <laughs> <laughs> I watched all of Mob Psycho. Uh, How was same that? I'm curious about One Punch that. Man. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. Not as good as One Punch Man. Well, different. Mm, still not as good, but like it wasn't necessarily focused on comedy like One Punch Man was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a spoof of anything. Though, yeah. So I really enjoyed it. Let's see. What did I give it? I don't know if I could review it, honestly. I gave it an 8. The average is 8.5, so some people thought it was better than I did, but it was really good. Unique animation, similar to how the manga was, like One Punch Man. And it had a good twist at the end, because... Well, I can't spoil it because it's a twist, right? But <laughs> I thought it was really good. If you liked One Punch Man, you'll like that. And if you didn't like it, you still could like this because it's way different. Like, it has enough similarities that fans of One Punch Man would enjoy it, but then enough differences that it's not the same theme. It says it's comedy. Some parts were funny, but mainly it was like an action supernatural thing with like some drama at the end. So mm-hmm. it was it was good. And then I watched almost all, see, I've watched a lot of things, of 91 Days, which I believe you were watching at one point. Yeah, I'm going to start it up again once. Prohibition mobster people. Was it worth it, or should I avoid it? Um, I mean, I've enjoyed it so far. I have two more left, but I just feel like the resolution isn't going to be satisfying. But all the episodes I've watched have been enjoyable, and John liked it. He finished it, so... It's good, but, like, it's never going to be something you didn't expect, you know? Like, if you well, didn't like the first I mean, three episodes, the, then... I pretty much 
it pretty much tells you what the ending's gonna be. Yeah. Yeah, basically. I mean, it's a revenge story. What what more do you want? Right, that's what I'm saying. If you didn't like like the first two episodes, you like you can drop the show. But I think it's done well for what it is. Um, although like the way he kills people gets less clever. The show kind of gets less clever. Kind of collapses in on itself of like switching from plot to like character development. (laughs) That's what I've noticed. But maybe just give up and start copying The Simpsons, where Sideshow Bob just rocks into rake after rake. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, not even like character quirks so much as like, oh, there's a character now that's been a minor character, but now needs a backstory, but it doesn't advance the plot. It's almost like they somehow managed to put a filler episode in a 12-episode show. Damn. But, yeah, that was one of the recent ones, and it was kind of boring. But, uh, and then Millennium Actress. That's that's all I've watched, I believe, recently. You've been busy. I've watched mm-hmm. nothing. Except one or two episodes of stuff. Yeah, I watched like 50 episodes total. Damn. Shiki was 22. Both End and Ronpa's were over 12. Mob Psycho was 12. 91 Days, 10 so far. Dang. And Damn. But then nothing really from this season. Uh, two episodes of Kaijo. Soon to be three tomorrow. Or... One day, 12 hours, uh, Thursday after I fail my midterms. <laughs> all the anime I yes. watched. So, let's get into DVD picks. Yeah, since we already covered our news. <laughs> yep. It's another week and more DVDs are being released. What should you get? It's time for the weekly DVD picks. Alright, Mr. Zach. I'm going to scroll way down. What week is it? Wow, it is. I went to I went to August, and I just thought that was okay, but no, we're in October. No, we're in October. It's almost November, man. Yeah, no, I, I knew that. We've got like was... one, maybe two episodes left until the end of the year. Yeah, like one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> the pace oh, we've wow. been. I feel not old. Old isn't the right word, but I feel like time's passing quicker because the first volume of Erased comes out. And I feel like I just finished watching that show. Yeah, it just finished earlier this year. Right, and it comes out by Aniplex dubbed. Oh, God, it's going to be like $4 million. Yeah, I don't know how much volume one is. I, I mean, would I say at least how much money it is. I guarantee it is. Actually, let's, let's find out. Let's visit our old buddies at Right Stuff. I'm assuming with the Right Stuff uh, discount off of MSRP. It's probably like $95 oh, for like no. four episodes. Dude, what is this Aniplex? It's going to be like $1.99. <laughs> for one episode. For one episode. <laughs> and like it's on five Blu-ray discs. Hey, that was pretty... You were actually closer than I was. Yeah, so what is 114, it? It's uh, for the first, uh, let's see, six episodes. Damn, I said 95 for 5. I was pretty close. Plus the original soundtrack. So it's 89.99 after uh Oh, that's pretty damn close to 95. They should have me pricing these. <laughs> well, after tax, it pretty much is. Yeah. Yeah. Well. It's a lot of money. Is it warranted? Uh, Let's see. That's a half of the show, correct? Yeah, or was it more than 12? No, that was more. How many was he raised? <laughs> oh boy. I think it was only 12. I think you're right. Yeah, it couldn't have been more than that. It's not like it was a 24 episode anime. They didn't do enough. Let's see. Let's look. I'm lazy. Yeah, it was 12. <sighs> yeah, so you get half the show. So you can buy all of it for 200. That's uh, cheaper than some Aniplex releases have been. I mean... This is the unfortunate thing. I really, really like this show. And don't get me wrong. If I found it, like, digging through a bin of DVDs or Blu-rays, I'd probably buy it. But at 90 bucks for two episodes, or for six episodes, I mean, 180 bucks. I mean, like, the, the unfortunate thing is the show doesn't have a, I mean, in my opinion, it doesn't have a great rewatch value. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, 
Mm. I mean, what more are you going to get that you didn't notice? I mean, it can, yeah, it can still be enjoyable, but yeah. I know. Don't get me wrong. Like, It'd be considering half watch. of its genre is like mystery. And then yeah. you know the mystery, yeah. <laughs> once you know the mystery, it's not as exciting. Similar to Shiki, right? Once once you know they're vampires and the twist at the end, which I'll talk about, I guess. Where they're Mexican vampires. Right. Uh, but yeah, once you know the element of a mystery story, it's it can still be exciting, but it'll never be a mystery again. Yeah. So either way. What do we have, good sir? Yeah, that obviously. Ra 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 ra. Times two. I never even finished one. Dude, why? It wasn't I, even worth it. I never knew. I, why it was I don't so understand. Highly rated. It was I, so boring. Yeah, same. Ooh, the headless motorcycle woman. Ooh, it's so hip because they're they're the dollars, and they have a message board. Ooh. Was it actually a selling point of the show? I I don't know. There was selfie. Maybe. Yeah, it was it was bad, real bad. The vision of Escaflone. So this was a Kickstarter thing. Really? Yeah. And I didn't fund it. <laughs> well, hell, I'll sell it to you for five hundred bucks. Okay. I have a super up rare like DVD set of Escaflone. I have tried watching that show four times. And I can't get past episode three. It's it looks like so a bad version boring. of Gundam. It. Everyone loves it though. It did three hundred fifteen thousand dollars on Kickstarter when it only needed a hundred thousand. Hmm. I mean, the, people love this show. Then again, bad version of Gundam means nothing to me. Of course, since I've never even seen Gundam well, since yeah, I was what like are you five. About? Well, there you go. Uh, yeah, but that's what the picture reminded me of. We got Cobra the animation. Hello, Moza. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Cobra, the animation. You must go watch the show. It was in my 2010 top five anime of that year. Cobra, the animation was fucking awesome. It's a manliest show next to JoJo's. <laughs> Apparently it was in 1982. Yes. They did 31 episodes. And then they did This was a remake. Yeah. So the remake was good? Yes, it was fucking amazing, dude. You need to go watch it. It's it's amazing. There's women. There's nudity. There's amnesia. There's manly Cobra being manly. Even the theme song is manly, dude. Wow. I do love manly things like JoJo. Exactly. This is right next to JoJo. Then right next to GoGo13. I haven't seen that either. Ah! <laughs> I'm missing... Am I even a man? Yeah, you should question your manlyhood right now. <laughs> and I am. Yeah, my teen romantic comedy snafu. Something that did make me question my manlyhood when I was watching <laughs> I think I might be gay. Yeah, I never finished season two. And What? You talked so highly of season one. I did. And... Oh, man. Have that they shows... released... Have they released the show where the mental choices are interfering with my... Has that show been released? Yeah, it had to have, like, last year. <laughs> Hold on, uh, now I'm curious. It, it, it must have. I remember the I'm... dub preview. Yeah? Pretty sure. Oh, yeah, because I think I watched it dubbed. <laughs> I know you watched it after I did. I watched it airing. But, yeah. That show's amazing, but not related to the one we just talked about. Oh, yeah, it's 43 bucks. Yeah, maybe I might buy it. Blu-ray. Anyway, continue on. Really solid comedy show. Uh, we got Memories, Paprika, Steam Boy, and... Oh, wow. Tekken Concrete set. Tekken Concrete. Is this Paprika like Satoshi Kone? Like yes, the movie I it just is. Watched? It is Satoshi oh, Kone. God. I'm so going to watch it after watching Millennium Actress. Really digged it. We'll get into that soon. We got Juden Chan, not to be confused with Judo Chan. No, 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 no. This is, is this Charger Girl Juden Chan? Uh, I don't know. It's just Juden Chan by Media Blasters. Ah, oh, fuck it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, Juden Chan. Fight Ipatsu Juden Chan. Yep. That's what it ah, is. Ah, this show had piss. 
That's what I remember from this show. The show was hilarious. I actually watched it when it aired, and there was like a piss fetish. <laughs> the show's hilarious, though. It's terribly bad, but it's like laughably bad. I even wrote a. I actually wrote a series of blogs week to week following this show back before we started the podcast. Wow. Or I must have just started the podcast because, yeah, it's 2009. This isn't aired. Yep. 2009. So a year after the thing. But yeah, I remember following this show. And it was a fun little show. But it's not like... Great. Wow. What character names? They got Blanket, Arrester, Cryostat, Plug. Yep. Those are some names. They all come, <laughs> they have to charge up. Their job is to charge up negative people to be positive people. <laughs> Get it? Ah! Yeah, it sounds pretty silly. It is. You should watch it. We got Owari Monogatari. And I, whenever I see Monogatari in a title, I'm like, is this the 30th version of Monogatari? But I'm never sure. Yeah, I agree. I'm assuming this one is. Aniplex has it. It must be. But... I don't know. I have to. We have to have John on here to review that. I don't think either of us made it through. You couldn't handle how busy it was, and I mean, I felt similar. Oh, Monogatari. Watching. It. Yeah. Yes, I would love like, to have I someone sh- review every single Monogatari series and explain to me why everyone likes the <laughs> show. Yes, that first scene I'll never forget. She's walking, and then bam, panties, and. Uh, I forgot what they coined. I forgot who coined this, but it was the time to panties shot, the TTP. <laughs> and that has one of the quickest TTP response times. Yes, you're like three seconds into the show. Yeah, Kaze no Stigma has one. I remember because it was like the third anime I watched. Like and it was period. Like glorious and it was Blu-ray. Like, yeah, is the first one with like fan service, and I remember just as soon as it starts as a panty shot, I'm like, "What is this? Is this what anime is?" <laughs> Turning this off, and that's how I fell in love with it. Yes. <laughs> in love with the medium. Well, now but, you're watching kaiju or whatever. Kaiju monsters. Yes. <laughs> Pacific Rim versus giant butts. Yes. <laughs> giant butt monsters. That's what they need to make, dude. They'll make it. Kaiju, kaiju. I'm taking it to Japan. <laughs> Monster butts. <laughs> wow. But, yeah, I mean, John's that guy, because he came over to my house, I think we were freshmen in college when I, when, no, maybe sophomores, but regardless, a few years ago, came over to my parents' house when we were back home for, like, Christmas, and we watched the beginning of it together, like, the first four episodes, and we both thought it was cool, and then he just watched all of it and really enjoyed it, and I could never get into it, because it's, like, such a chore to watch. So we'll have the to have him. Second girl talk is about like it. a kindergartner, a first or second grader, and like, ah. And they make all these lolly jokes, like. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but yes, I would love to have someone on to review that show, because I just, I can't watch it. It like you said, it's too fucking busy. It is, <laughs> and I mean. Uh, well, it's like that ADD keep... when they were animating. Like, oh shit, something always needs to be happening, constantly. Yeah, that was before they took into account subtitles. If you have to read subtitles at the You're same fucked. time, yeah, <laughs> it's like it's busy enough if you just have to listen. Mm, this is my eighth rewatch because I just couldn't remember everything. It's almost to the point where it's like subliminal level amount of messaging. They just like flash shit on the screen. But maybe it's good. I don't know. I have a hankering for a Grand Slam right now. Damn you, Japan. Grand Slam. Denny's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hana Yori Dango. Oh, uh, yeah, that show. You know what show that is, right? No. It's a good show. Good show. <laughs> I remember the Dango things in... And uh... Uh, Clannad? Yeah. Hana... I'm trying to think. I can't think of... For the life of me, what the show that is. I know the fucking name. It was a TV and a movie. Um. Fuck. 
What is it? That's what it is. It's that one that says, yeah. Oh, it's not the one I thought it was. Never mind. <laughs> we got Street Fighter 2, the animated movie. In Search of the Lost Future. That's a separate thought. I don't know what that is. Funimation licensed it, I guess. The Perfect Insider. Seems like a spy movie. Seems like a like a movie based on like insider trading. <laughs> Hunter x Hunter. I know what that is. I started wow. watching it. I just hadn't got past the second or third episode. Blu-ray Steelbook, a Best Buy exclusive. What's that? What? Hunter That's Hunter? That's the special version of Hunter Hunter. Damn. Is a Best Buy exclusive, apparently. How many episodes do you get? It says set one, Blu-ray Steelbook. Man, let's check it out. That I had actually probably picked it up. Cause it's like a fun little show. That, and it's on uh, Adult Swim now. Hmm, so is JoJo. No shit. As of, like, last week. Oh, wow. 60 bucks. Does it look cool? It does look cool. Is a steel book just, like, a steel case? Yeah. A lot of collectors are into that shit. I remember my copy of Halo 2 Collector's Edition came in a steel case. And you're like, cool! And then you broke it. Uh-huh. Oh, and then preview to November, Ergo Proxy. I Ooh. watched that show. I'm surprised. Did I review it? I don't know. No, you've not. Yeah, I'm not going to. Uh, actually... It's over my head. <laughs> no, you know what you reviewed it on, I think? Your little failed attempt at a blog. Oh, uh, Maybe. I haven't thought about that in years. Oh. Ergo proxy. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to review it, though. That show has too much symbolism. But interesting. Interesting show. 10th anniversary edition, apparently, in November. That's it. All right. That was, that was beyond it. You even got a bonus. Oh, man. I'd say Hunter Hunter. Uh, uh, and erased, of course. Yeah, I was gonna say erased, but you know I don't have the funds. But erased. <laughs> if money was no, no object, I'd pick that. Buy it all. Although it does have the problem, like you said, uh, lesser rewatch value. So maybe I think it'd very good to watch with someone who hadn't seen it before. Mm-hmm. That's about it. But then there's plenty of shows that fall in that category. And I'm not sure I'd choose Erased as like an intro to anime. So, non-anime related real quick. Oh, wow. I started watching Westworld. Have you seen the movie, though? No, because I heard it's horrible. That seems like a Oh, no, sorry, the book. I was told it was horrible. Oh, maybe, yeah. I've seen the 70s movie or whatever. Late 70s. Yeah, it sounds like you kind of need to watch it to get the full... Because they make, they make uh, reference to the events. Mm. Yeah, I heard it's kind of from a different perspective. Uh, Dude, it's the amazing. Main, the main character is a living person in the yes. movie. And I think the main characters are kind of like the animatronic robots in the series, right? Correct. But they do a really fucking good job um, like making you believe they're androids. Mm. Yeah. So it's kind of like the same plot, but opposite. But yeah, if you haven't seen the movie, that means nothing to you. No, it means but... nothing to me. It's amazing. Though. Dude, it's a... if you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's amazing. Three episodes in. Yeah, I'll have to check it out because I enjoyed the movie. But that's like something I watched with my dad and it was an old movie. This has I... nudity and like... <laughs> wow, awesome. what's something fun? Hot women. Hot animatronic women. No, they're real, damn it. <laughs> Robo women can't say no. They were programmed not to. Exactly. They want the D. <laughs> they want the ones and zeros. Yes, they want the megabytes. Well, megabytes. I'm only bringing kilobytes to the table. <laughs> oh, man. Get out of here with this shit. Nah, go check out Westworld. It's on HBO. Or find it some other way. Well, now that you've recommended something that isn't anime. I mean... um. No, I mean, I've already talked about, like, the one show I've ever watched that wasn't anime, Daredevil, so 
I guess that's fair. You get to plug your show. Okay, good. Okay, <laughs> okay. I'm waiting for you to like plug something for you. That you're like watching like Luke Cage or whatever that uh, show that killed Netflix last weekend. Uh, I just I don't watch TV outside of anime, and like until the last week I didn't even watch anime, and then this week I won't be because I'll be abysmally studying. But so I don't know. Exciting. Most TV shows are hard to get into for me. The cliffhangers feel much more upsetting in real TV as opposed to anime. <laughs> You're just used to being jerked around in anime. Right. If we get like, if we get an ending in any an show, if we get any ending in a show, we're like, oh, good, we got an ending. Oh, that's great. Right, and then I watch something like Daredevil, and it leaves off like the most severe cliffhanger, and like I know it will have an ending. I just haven't got it yet, and it's like, what the fuck? Why do I have to wait a year? But then anime is like, well, that was fun. I mean, there's other series like it, and it didn't get an end. So yeah, yeah. Good luck getting a season two. Yeah, so it won't matter. <laughs> So it's like, it's hard for me to get into normal TV. I hear you. All right. Millennium Actress. So we chose this because we really enjoyed Satoshi Khan's first work, Perfect Blue. I mean, probably one of my favorite anime movies I've watched ever. That show was awesome. Yeah, I'll second Um, that. So this was Satoshi Khan's second directorial film. And everyone speaks so highly of it. So, I wanted to check it out. So, we decided to do it for a review. And, uh, Zach, I'll let you go ahead and explain the details. Ooh, what a, what a task to explain. We have to be so, super detailed. We want to yeah. leave they want to watch it, at least. Yeah, well, I don't... I mean, it's it would be hard to spoil it, per yeah, se. It is true. But... It has one of the... Okay, so going into it, I was excited because I really enjoyed Perfect Blue. I really enjoyed reviewing it because it's something like that made you think the whole time and we got to discuss during the podcast and we both had different points of views after watching it because, I mean, some of it's left to you to imagine. So I expected just as much from this one and I felt it was fulfilled. It had one of the most interesting storytelling elements I've seen where... Um, basically, I'll give the brief synopsis so the storytelling element makes sense. Um, these two reporters uh, work at Janae Studio, and yep. the buildings are set to be demolished. And now these like ex-employees, now like freelance interview people, want to make a commemorative documentary about the star actress during Janae Studio's like hundred years of producing films. And the star actress is Chiyoko Fujiwara. And they basically, it says, the reclusive sweetheart of Shoujuwa era cinema. Which, I don't know what era that is, but the movie took place like between the 20s and the 70s. So I guess that was the era. And they want to go interview her, but it's really hard because she doesn't see anyone. And she ran away and stopped making films 30 years ago. And... No one really knows where she went, but somehow these two interviewers, Genya Tachibana and QG Ida, the cameraman, who's like very much a hippie. Did you watch the show dubbed? Yes. <laughs> Wasn't that funny how they gave him like the turtle, total like burnout hippie? Yeah, he's like, come on, man. Cast. Yeah. <laughs> man. Yeah, and he's the very long hair. And I mean, it takes place during the 70s, right? So I guess that was fitting. But. <laughs> I thought the dub for it was funny because the main character was very like bombastic and like typical English dub of a Japanese character and then he was just like they found some random American hippie impersonator to be the other guy pretty much <laughs> it was like it was a stark contrast between the two castings so they go find the actress in her home and she's 70 and they don't really explain how they're able to see her but they just say like well this is the last interview she'll ever do and um like the studio is being torn down so they get some footage of it being torn down so then this is now that you have the backstory of like they go to her house to start interviewing her this is where the interesting 
storytelling direction comes in because now as they go through the actress's life in the interview you don't see the actual interview process you see them filming both her life and her life acting in movies so it really makes you think the whole time because you don't know what's exaggerated as a result of a scene in a movie or is actually her life yeah, I find it kind of funny because they had Ginya, the you know interviewer, who's obviously mm-hmm. infatuated with her, had worked with her when she was younger as like a stagehand. And he was gonna like murder her. What's that? I said after watching Perfect Blue, I thought they were ramping <laughs> up to like him murdering her or something. Jesus Christ! I was like, this guy's a creep. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of the movie. She's like thirteen, you know, and he's yeah. like, oh, I love this girl. I'm like, oh god, creepy. But yeah, it was funny though because there's like one scene where she's like running away from um it was a uh like a Sparta movie where you know it was Roman times. And then you know, he's like protecting her and she's trying to get away. And then it cuts back to like quote unquote reality and he's dressed up in like uh a helmet and like they're like reenacting the scene. And the mm-hmm. camera guy's like, "What are you? What are you? What are you doing? What's going right, on yeah. here?" So I guess you kind of assume they're acting it out as you went over through the interview, right? And, That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like but, you said, the 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 thing starts at like what age thirteen? Yeah, I think she's thirteen in the beginning, and she may, well, I don't know how much plot do we want to give away. I at least mention the guy, right? So That's in the very beginning. She meets an artist who is a Manchurian refugee. Um, she's born, like, in the events leading up to World War II, you can assume from the film. And Japan was fighting the Manchurian, like, dissidents. I don't know a lot about history, but this is what I'm going off of. <laughs> I think I know this part. And she basically meets this runaway painter and hides him. Um, like a stowaway in her like parents' storehouse or whatever, and they're talking, and he says he has a key to the most important thing, and she says, "Well, what's the most important thing?" And he gives her the, well, he doesn't give her the key then, but eventually he does. <laughs> he says, "Well, think about it," and she says, "Well, I'll have an answer tomorrow." Well, she never gets to give him the answer because he's chased out of the city by the people looking for him, and she notices in the snow he drops his key. So she puts it on, hoping to give it back. Sound so that... familiar? Maybe. This sounds familiar. What does it sound familiar to? This is a precursor to Nisekoi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and But she doesn't know what lock it fits. So she has to go find all the artists. Now, that's how it would be if it was Nisekoi. But... Who's the best artist? Is it the yeah. best girl? So she gets into acting, but she doesn't want to act. She only does it because the first film shoot is in Manchuria. And she knows that the guy is from there, though not where, because it's a big place, and doesn't know his name. So her mom's against it for some reason. I feel like this is like a Japanese thing I should have known but didn't. Because, you know, they have that big meeting in, like, the living room, and the man, the director, at the t- or the leader of the studio, I guess, he wasn't the director, says, what could be more patriotic than serving your country through film? Saying, like, the Manchurian film will encourage the soldiers there. And she says, well, I don't know anything more. The mom says, I don't know anything more patriotic than raising a family. And I'm like... I felt like because of the way it was delivered and Satoshi Kon normally doesn't spend like a lot of time on things. Usually like everything's rushed together. I felt like that was so stressed. I missed something. No, I mean, you could make the same thing for anything. Oh, it's for the war effort. Oh, you know, to raise morale, you know, just like we had in the war, you know, the, you know, save metal or, you know, yeah, you know, recycle aluminum for yeah people. for the bombshells or the bullets or whatever. Yeah, but I feel like there's some additionally politically charged thing there. Well, I, I think if like... we knew Japanese history better, we'd understand. Yeah, that's maybe, what I'm maybe they were losing or something. 
Because they also have one of the movies take place in like the Geisha era and as like the women's rights movement. So I feel like he was somehow stressing women's rights there and I just I didn't get it. Well, mm-hmm. maybe I did get it and that's why I felt like I was missing something else. <laughs> but regardless of like political statements, um, she gets to act in the first movie when she's really young and she meets this uh, senior actress who supposedly was the big star then and is from the onset very jealous of her because she's like very young and has uh perhaps a more important role you know see and it took me a while to understand that because at first i felt like they played it off like you know she's so new and she's green that you know the 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 established star the at least the the female lead just didn't want to put up with it or everybody else especially the male lead which was kind of odd was like more like forgiving almost to the point of like going like yeah yeah like creepy like hey if i'm nice to you maybe i'll get to do things with you later i mean i would think of that tone but you know what i mean like to the point where it's like the lane actress was like oh this is unbearable this is ridiculous but then everyone else is like oh you're doing a great job don't worry about her she's a bitch yeah, I think she was jealous right away because at first she's frustrated, right? Yeah. And then at the end of that scene, when the main character, Chiyoko, is, like, imagining the guy running away and she delivers, like, the emotional line, they, like, show the senior actress and she looks, like, really angry because it was so good. Yeah. So I think, like, right away they established, like, that's her rival even though she's so much older than Chiyoko. (laughs) Yes. So... I skipped a little bit, I guess, but the main driving force of the movie is she now owns the key. She's using film as a guise to deliver it back to him and then goes through all the time periods by all. I mean, like 30s to 60s, perhaps, or 50s or something. I don't know. I don't know history that well, but like they definitely covered the bombing of Nagasaki (laughs) as like one of the ending parts, you know. So they at least finished World War Two. Yeah, I kind of felt like they... I liked the storytelling aspect of that, but after a while, it just kind of, like, dragged on me. Like... Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it was interesting, and it was interesting that they kept going back and forth, so you kind of got the idea, but it's kind of funny because even the camera guy was like, oh, I don't know what's going on anymore. How do we mm-hmm. end up here? But it's like they cut back and they're like reacting, enacting a scene in the living room or something. Right. Um, and they like finish World War II and they very obviously tie that movie in with her real life because she returns to her hometown to find like uh, the Manchurian dissident that came back and spray painted a section of the wall with her likeliness when she was young. So like that's very much her real life and not the story. Mm-hmm. But then suddenly, in the next film she acts in is, like, the samurai era one, right? Yes. <laughs> Which, knowing some history, is at least, like, 300 years prior. <laughs> or 200 or whatever, you know? So, the samurai didn't exist then. Well, right? I mean, At the, the whole point, you call Millennium Actress. It says that, that she has a thousand years of life and a hundred years of acting or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um... But yeah, she like plays all these different roles, but they're always like the same role. Like, oh, I'm a helpless princess, or oh, I'm looking. Uh, and the main thing is uh, the the this guy with the key is like this unknown like love that she's unacquainted love that because she met him once and it was so special that she's gonna love him forever until she. Through all time periods. Yeah, exactly. All, no, all love, love never dies, no matter how long. And then we Gen- find out the truth. Yeah, the main reporter guy is always playing like a supporting role of defending her. Yep, and which I, I took to mean is like because the film's an allegory for her life. Life was always like supporting her, pursuing that, but she just never was able to do it. But. Maybe that's reading into the symbolism too much, but like, it's almost like she had every assistance to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And she well, she even met him like twice, and like they didn't bother following through. Right, but perhaps she didn't even 
try hard enough to find them. Yeah. Because, like, she eventually got too wrapped up in acting, perhaps. Because you go through all the roles in the movie. Yeah. It's almost like everything's leading to her being able to do it. And then when they finally meet again, it's in, like, the captured camp or whatever for the dissidents. So, yeah. I mean, at the end, there, at the end, there's like some spoilers, I guess. But well, I mean, I don't want to get into it. But I mean, eventually, it, it wraps up and it ends. And it's I mean, a, you're it's left... a really cool emotional ending, I think. <laughs> uh, I thought it kind of fit, but I was like, okay, it ties up all the loose ends and everything's done. To me, I kind of felt like the overall plot of, you know, oh, I met this guy once and now I love him, and I, that's so anime. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but they, they only in anime are they like, oh, I met this person once. Oh, he must be the guy for me. But they make a point of it being a ridiculous thing at the end, I think. That is true. Lo- that is true. Because she, she looks in the mirror, you know, because you watch the same movie. Mm-hmm. And she sees the reflection. And then she says, perhaps the chase is what I was really after. And, like, she was just avoiding actually meeting him. <clears throat> That's true. Um... I, so mean, I feel like they actually did point out the fact that, like, yeah, that's not what she actually wanted. <laughs> yeah, no, I gotcha. Uh, that's a that's a good way to say it too. That's that's very true. Um, I mean, I I really liked I liked it. I liked the storytelling. It made it so it wasn't boring. You didn't really know what was going on. Right, it was like, hard to follow, but very engrossing. Yeah, I wanted to know what happened each time. Because to me, I'm like, how is she going through all these eras? Why are there samurais? Why are they on horseback? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? Oh, I get it now. Yeah, at first, mm-hmm. it's like, it just kind of starts happening. You know? Right. Um, But I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I kind of... While I enjoyed the show, I guess I don't understand why it's so loved. Like, don't get me wrong. It was a good show. It was fun to watch. It was interesting. I mean, in my opinion, you kind of had to turn your brain off a little bit, but it uses a medium way. It uses a way of telling the story, a unique way, which I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. You know, usually this stuff's pretty straightforward, and you just follow a character. Well, this is following a film career through different periods, and meanwhile, you've also got... Through an interview that's an allegory to her life, but then yeah. there's like three different time periods, you know, it's... Her actual life, her life through film, and her life in the interview. Yes. So, very exciting. It's, I mean, it's, it was as hard to follow as I expected after watching Perfect Blue, right? Uh, we picked it, or I picked to watch it based on, I knew the cinematography and directing would be exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it definitely delivered on that aspect. Um I don't know, I found myself thinking about it the whole time, and, like, I thought it was an emotional ending. Like, the final line's a little cheesy, but, like, right before that, I thought it was is it was pretty poignant. I'm generally not emotional over things, but I I didn't, like, cry. Like, some sort of wuss, but, you yeah. know, I, I felt emotional about it, and I was like, for as confused as I was during most of the movie, for it to elicit that emotion, like, at the end, I thought it must have done a good job telling the story, right? Yeah. So. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, yeah, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. Um, I, I don't know if my expectations are just high, because I've heard so much about, like, oh, it's such a great show, it's such a call, oh, my God, it's so good. People kind of define this as, like, Satoshi Khan's greatest work. And to me, I was kind of like, eh, it's good. Yeah, I guess I feel the same. Like, after watching like, Perfect like, Blue, I'm like, holy shit, this was amazing. Right, and I and preferred then, Perfect Blue, so. Yeah, same here. Same here. I gave it an 8, though. I mean, it's not, I, you know, it's not bad. Yeah, so did I. It was well, really go. enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, I'd watch you know, it again. I mean, it's like, an out, what was it? Uh, <coughs> excuse me. It was an hour and a half? Yeah, hour and 27. And the ending credits are like six minutes, so perhaps shorter than that. But so, Yeah, I mean... The ending song was really interesting, too. I didn't expect, and then it made me want to like listen to the whole soundtrack of it, so I listened to that after. Oh, wow. 
it was it was really good. So equally good soundtrack. I just didn't notice because I was too busy thinking about the movie. Yeah. But perhaps, yeah. Gotcha. Um, really the only cool. thing I kind of the only complaint I really have was sometimes I, I they didn't do a very good job of aging her through the years. So sometimes I had a hard time distinguishing her. Like, when did she go from thirteen to like thirty? Yeah, like after the war. She yeah. looked the same, just in sweatpants, like a ponytail. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was just like, did did she get older? Is she? But that that was also the point, though, right? To, to me, it was, because they really stress out the fact that uh, she has a garden, you know, with lotuses, which symbolize innocence. And, um... Man, you dug this way deeper than I did. Okay. No, no, no. This was totally, oh, maybe more than you, but this is totally intended because they bring it up like three times and they show that she was always like eternally youthful. The senior actress was upset because she thought the key and the guy was what kept her young. <laughs> and she was ultimately upset because she viewed herself as not youthful, and that's why she clung to the innocence like the Lotus, which is why she saw her reflection like that. Mm-hmm. She never really looked that different. Even when she was old, she just had gray like hair and some wrinkles, you know? Yeah. Get the same haircut, so. Yeah. I think that was a theme of the movie, <laughs> not to read too much into it, but. No, you could be right. I mean, I would. Probably, I think they I mean, intentionally made her look like eternally young until the end. Yeah, very true. Very true. All right, we both gave it an eight. Check it out. Um, Netflix? I, I don't know where you'd find it. I had to find a copy somewhere. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know where you'd watch it. Yeah, I don't know of any legal. Legitimately, but very good. Not... To me, I preferred Perfect Blue, but yeah, both were same. equally good. Same. Uh, makes me want to watch Paprika, and like, it's not that hard to finish all the stuff he directed, because sadly he died young. Yeah, um, Paprika, and then the last one is Tokyo Godfathers. And I've read up on that, and it just doesn't sound interesting to me. But knowing him, it's probably going to make it interesting. Yeah, there'll be some cool way of telling it. Yeah. Even um, if it's not exciting by itself. Paprika actually looks interesting. What's that about? Because, I mean, the, the... It says, in the real world, she is renowned and highly intelligent Dr. Atsuo Chiba. In the dream world, she is the spunky redhead Paprika. Thanks to a new technology developed at Chiba's lab called a DC Mini, Paprika is able to jump into people's dreams with the ease of a driver switching lenses. Lanes, not lenses. <laughs> The dream machine allows her to see into the dreamer's deepest thoughts by entering and analyzing their dreams, then using that information to resolve emotional and psychological issues. So, so it sounds like another one of the shows it's, where it's Freddy Krueger, but helping your but dreams. helping, yeah. Well, I, I also could see where he could probably touch on a lot of social issues. Right. Yeah. So knowing he's the one that directed it, and it has like a female character, I just feel like he really he really does that niche well. <laughs> Alright, well fair enough. Maybe we'll review it here sooner rather than later. Yeah. Alright, well thanks everybody for listening. Until next time, check out our review index and uh, leave us feedback on iTunes or you can be like one uh, nice gentleman who gave us an email about cons in the local Zach vicinity. Yeah, local Texas area. It's a big place. It is. So thank you very much for that, and uh, anything you uh, look forward to hearing, any feedback you guys got on Millennium Actress, because it's not necessarily a new show, so, you know, I'm interested to hear anyone else's comment. Maybe we missed a plot point, maybe we missed something altogether. Maybe I didn't read into it at all. Exactly. The innocence was just a tip. The Lotus Lotus actually meant something much more darker. Like a secret society of Lotus growers. Yes. The (laughs) Lotus World Order. The LWO. Sounds like a wrestling thing. (laughs) Take it easy. This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you have any feedback, head over to BonsaiBeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. 
While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat Podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.